It's me, Taylor, and this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yay! Yay! Um, so I'm with Sam. Hi. Who I love. Yeah. And adore. <laughs> um, as we've just discussed, <laughs> award-winning filmmaker. But you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. That's a stretch. But it's yeah. technically true. <laughs> but it should go on your true. resume. Yes. It is on my resume. Very good. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> and Emily, who's technically hello, yeah. I am a producer. Here. Thank you. Yeah. I supplied wine and M and M's. You have wine, so M and M's, the computer. <laughs> That's what it involves, right? Yeah. I'm available for hire. You're uh, doing, you're doing all the real work. Thanks, James. <laughs> Corralling the talent. <laughs> so, um, Sam, I hope you don't mind, but I should probably like explain a little bit, I guess, like what we're doing, why we're going to be doing it. Um, so basically every week, well not every, whenever we decide to record, yeah. let's um, aim for weekly. We, we'll aim for weekly. <laughs> We're setting ourselves up for failure, but, um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, every episode, a different person will come and we will talk about the worst movie they've ever seen. The movie they hate the most, because I feel like we'll study writing and film and stuff in this room and I feel like whenever you bring that up at a party mm. the first question you get asked someone's like well, what's your favorite movie mm. what's your favorite movie mm. that you've ever seen sure. I think we talk about that a lot and it's a hard question to answer yeah yeah I know that um but what we don't talk about a lot is what's the worst movie you've ever seen and it's a tough question I think yes yeah. exactly I think that's an equally tough question to answer mm. so me and everyone I know <laughs> as a team I've got to try to answer that question, and that's exciting. Yeah. So, like I said, Sam is here. I might throw to you, <laughs> what is the movie where we have watched this week and what are we going to – the one we're going to talk about? All right. So, the movie we've, seen, we've watched this week is called The Final Girls. Cool. Um, it's a horror satire, and I know <laughs> the audience can't see it, but I just did – air quotes yeah <laughs> um, real good in a um not visual medium <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good. yeah um but i think it's important mm-hmm. yeah that's the intention but is it the execution that's well the i guess that's what we're gonna decide yeah. over the course of you know however long we now talk about it for. <laughs> uh so the basic premise of the film yeah is yeah. um some well, the main character is the daughter of a famous slasher film actress. Yeah. Uh, and she goes to a screening of her film on the anniversary of her real-life death, which, yeah. is, which yeah. is fucked up, but we'll get into that. It is. We'll sure. get into that. I made a note about that too. That seems very <laughs> fucked up, but also convenient. <laughs> uh, and essentially her and her friends get sucked into the movie and have to use the tropes of 80s slasher horror to survive. Yeah, and, yeah and whether they use those well or not, we'll also get into. Um, <laughs> before we do that, I have come up with, like, a random segment because I think, like, podcast segments are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's rapid-fire questions. So I just have a whole document of random questions, and I'm going to ask, like, different ones to people every week. Yes, I'm, um, ready. I'm ready. Cool. So I'll pick out all the, like, horror and, like, murdery ones because they're up <laughs> for you because that's what we're doing today. That's my brand. <laughs> um, so to quote a movie that we have talked about prior to this one, what's your favourite scary movie? The Shining. Oh, this really is rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, no, I know the answer to that because a girl asked me that on Tinder yesterday. Nice. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> That's a great ocean. Shout out that. to I'm that girl. Yeah. Um, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Ooh. Oh, that I have trouble with that one because I'm like a vegetarian, but also yeah. I'm like, if I were dying, would um, I just eat a lobster? Like, <laughs> I mean, you are dying. They're yeah. Gonna, <laughs> They're going to give you the chair or the lethal injection or like, whatever. Like the only meat I miss is seafood. I think would be like a fucking massive seafood platter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I have no problems with that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for no validation. Oh, to quote our other favorite podcast, what is your favorite murder? Ooh. Oh, 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 girl. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. 
Oh, no, that was too hard. I can't quite <laughs> answer that. Um, I mean, my go-to is always like, I mean, the murder that like started it all for me. Oh, we're going deep. Paul. We're going, we're going deep. deep here. <laughs> it's probably like the Port Arthur. Like, that's fair. Masculine. As an Australian person. Yes. That, and I learned about that like as a child. Yeah. And I saw a photo of um, the guy, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Martin Bryant. Martin Bryant. I saw a yeah. photo of him where he looks absolutely deranged and as like not even a teenager, I was like, what is this? He's he's a scary guy. He's a scary he's guy. He's a creepy dude. And he's alive. Yeah. Mm. He's in prison hanging out. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um maybe one maybe one last one. Um who's your Pokemon starter? Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle? Completely different question. Says oh. a lot about a person. But it does. Just it saying, does. It says yeah. a lot about a person. <laughs> I mean, it used to be Charmander. Yeah. But now I feel like it's a Bulbasaur. Fair cool. Play. Fair play. I'll accept it. Yeah. That. I will. Uh, same. <laughs> I mean, I can, see you, I can see you as either of those things. I think, like, Charmander is, like, um, what someone would pick out for you based on just, like, your vibe yeah. in general. But I feel like but my like, goal is to be, like, plant gay mm. yeah so i want a bulbasaur <laughs> cool fair um so yeah that's enough like stupid questions that have like nothing to do with this topic <laughs> i reckon we might as well get into it mm. um so i just want to start with like you've given us a basic synopsis but basically like a little um history of the film mm. which i guess we'll do every week um just you know the basic like imdb and wikipedia rundown of what the final girls is so this movie came out in 2015 so just as a contrast, here's some better movies. That came out. <laughs> just to cast our minds back, um, Mad Max Fury Road oh, came out that year. Great, a film. A great, yeah, a good, a great movie. Uh, Pixar's Inside Out oh, came out that year. Um, Carol came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. The noises say um, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Um, room, not the room, but room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's a great year for film. It, yes. This oh. is such a good year. Um, <laughs> the Lobster, I oh, fucking yeah. love that movie, yes. came out that year. Not just um, the thing you would eat on death row. No. Also a great film. No. It's just a good <laughs> um, Straight out of Compton oh. came out that year. Oh. Um, Tarantino's The Hateful Eight came out that yeah, year. It's, it's, good. Right. Also, it's a good movie. <laughs> Um, not a good man. <laughs> but we're getting topical. Episode yeah. one. Episode one. We're coming for the patriarchy. <laughs> um, but we didn't watch any of those. <laughs> we watched the final girls instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is directed by a guy named Todd Strauss Schulman, is I think how you say his name. Um, and he has literally made Nothing good. IMDb. <laughs> He's made nothing good. The only thing I recognized, like the title of on his IMDb, was a couple of episodes of the American version of the In Betweeners. So I hate him now. <laughs> yeah. He's committed a atrocity, basically. Um, I don't like him now. Um, it took two people to write this. Fun fact. Um, there's people in this movie who I've liked in other things, um, mostly Aaliyah Shawkat maybe from Arrested Development is in it. Um, basically the whole thing I was, the whole time I was watching it, it was just me going like, Oh, I know that person mm. from yeah. another thing. As we've discussed, they all come from TV shows. Yeah. Basically. Um, so like Taisa Farmiga, is that how you say her name? The American horror story. Yeah. Girl yeah, yeah is yeah. the main character. Um, and what's his name from Workaholics and Modern Family? Yeah. You know the one. Adam the one from Perfect? Pitch Perfect. Adam. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Adam Devine is in this movie. Um, so what we'll do every week, now let's look at the numbers. This has a 6.6 on IMDb. That's not that's strong. That's, I don't that's a decent I, score. IMDb is like user rated. This is not true. Rated. This sure. is true. Well, good thing you mentioned that. It has a 59 on Metacritic, which is like a... <laughs> it's a meh but that's at the high end of meh on yeah it is which is weird to me I would have pre- like predicted like a 40 okay and this is the benchmark from here on out that I'm going to use for IMDB scores the original bring it on has a 6.0 <laughs> whoa that yeah. is a crime whoa. I know 
it's daylight. So according to the users of IMDb, this is 0.6 better Ooh. than the original Bring It On, which I would argue is not true. No, absolutely not true. In Get Out, um, <laughs> absolutely incorrect. Uh, the, the title of a much better. Yeah, so that's going to be the benchmark for whenever mm-hmm. I discuss an IMDb rating on this show because I think the score for the original Bring It On is criminally low. I agree. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie, though, maybe more uses of the song Hey Mickey. Maybe. <laughs> it's a couple of times. That is true, yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. On the loop. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's the movie we're dealing with. We've introduced <laughs> it. We've gone through the numbers. It's time for the part of the show I like to call... Let's tear this thing apart. Can't wait. Yes. Insert yes. Tommy Wiseau here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, has a pre-credit scene, which is not unusual, um, but the there's more than one scene in this pre-credit scene. It's five minutes long. It feels like 20. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's very long. Um, there's the movie trailer, which mm. was basically like an unfunny – SNL sketch. Well, on sketch that, to me. I understand having the trailer, the trailer in the pre credits. Yeah, but why is she just like randomly watching it in the car? Yeah, like that is weird. It is weird. So just it's, to clarify, this is the trailer for the trailer for um, Blood Bloodbath, or Camp Bloodbath, the film. Yeah. That exists in this universe. Yeah. That Camp her, Bloodbath. Camp Bloodbath. Yeah, that's it. I think is the title of the film that her mum starred in as. A teen or some kind of younger person. Um, yeah, so she's in there's the movie trailer, which she's weirdly watching in the car while she's waiting for her mum to come out of the audition. Then her and her mum are in the car. Her mum comes out and it's like, oh, they won't hire me because I'm just that slasher movie girl. Yeah. And I had to ask myself, how old was she <laughs> when she had whatever her name is, Farmiga from American Horror nice. Story? Because Max. Max. How old was she supposed to be when she had Max? Because that is a very young mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And she did not have her presumably when the movie came out. (laughs) So I'm confused about the math, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's an 80s movie. Yeah. But she's a 90s baby. She's a 90s child. She's like our age. I mean, post-movie, so I guess it... Yeah, yeah, maybe it works maybe, maybe it checks out. out. I don't know. They're supposed to be in high school, I think. Cool. Yeah, they are, I think. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's not as weird then. Kind of is weird that they're played by the same actress, so. Yeah, who does not time. age a day. Who does not age in uh, the 20 years. No. <laughs> and not. is not made up to look any older when she's playing the nah. older mother. Mm. It's fine. Mm. Whatever. It's so fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're driving or whatever. Their song comes on and it's Betty Davis Eyes, which I liked. That was one of the things I liked about this movie. That song. It's a great song. Iconic. Iconic. It's a great song. <laughs> the only one of the only positives about this movie is like an okay soundtrack. Yeah. Mm. Because I love the eighties. Yeah. Like, obviously. Great 80s soundtrack. Hey Mickey, this song, it's great. Um, so then they get into a car crash where her mum dies, and the car crash is hilarious. <laughs> This is my number one complaint about this movie. They have so much CGI that they clearly can't afford. Yes. And a lot of it is unnecessary. Like the car crash, you don't need to see the whole thing. No. Um, I wrote, they shoot this like it's something out of Transformers, but they don't have the budget. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that brings me on to something I wanted to talk about later, but we might as well talk about it now. Are the deaths in this movie supposed to be funny? Mm. I honestly don't know. I yeah. feel like, because I also wrote a note, especially about the first death. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes again. No yeah. one can see me. So <laughs> that's, that's okay. We can see you. Um, the first death is, like, so underwhelming. Yes. It's like he just gets smacked in the side with a – so old mate from um, Silicon Valley. Yeah. the horror aficionado in the scene yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, mm, so explain what's happening at this point. Yeah. For people that haven't so we've jumped ahead a little we've bit. We've jumped yeah. ahead far. But, to, like, to summarise, yes, the deaths are underwhelming. And I think it's because it's a it's supposed to be a satire yes. about a slasher films. But it seems to be weirdly, like, PG-rated. 
Yes. Mm, there's no there's no violent death or blood and gore. Yeah. And so all the deaths are like underwhelming or like weird low budget CGI. Yeah, that's basically how I felt there's about it. Minimal blood um, in this movie. Minimal blood, because they were obviously shooting for that like PG thirteen rating so they can get the maximum audience yeah. for this film. But that's, so not, that's such a weird marketing move because yeah. that's not the audience for your film. The no. audience for your film are people that love slasher movies. Yeah, yeah, sure. And people that love slasher movies, I would naturally assume are already of a certain age. Yeah. And it's older than 13 years old. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah. So there's the weird Transformers car crash, her mum dies, and then the titles roll. Yeah. All that stuff happened before that happened. Um, and then I, the titles roll, I'm immediately confused because we're going into the world without her mum. Her mum is dead. Um, how long has she been dead? Mm. I'm not sure. Great. We no, never I get told. No, idea. no idea. So I'm not sure, like, what kind of emotional state she's in, how, like, well she's dealt with <laughs> her mum's dead. Uh, her mum's death. I'm also not sure... Like, I'm assuming this is present day, but she watches old home movies of the two of them mm. on a TV with a built-in VCR. <laughs> <laughs> like, what year is this? Um, also, my favourite part of that scene that I wrote down is, why does she have an alarm set for 2pm? Yeah. That's yes. Like, she planned her depressed, like, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> she planned her depressed wake up. Although maybe it was because... um then her friend is coming to get her, who's maybe from Arrested mm, Development. True. Is coming to get her. And then they go to study with um, some vaguely familiar guy. <laughs> I know his face from yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I do know um, his face from stuff. Just like a generic just looking like white dude. Like, he looks like he's like a B-grade Hemsworth. Oh, yes. Is this the love interest? Because yes. this bugged me. He looks like Josh Hutchison but from not, The Hunger Games. It's not but him. he was also in The Hunger Games. This is what confused me. Oh, oh that's a minor character in he's the Hunger like, Games, but he's not okay. Josh Hutchison. Yeah, I don't Okay, yeah. um, problem solved. From now on, he will be referred to as Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're studying, and for some reason, they're studying Greek mythology. Like, what class oh, is that yeah, for? Classics. Um, classics. And, but there's like a forced Persephone reference because mummy issues, I guess. <laughs> like, I guess that's why that was in there. Um, Duncan. Um, Silicon Valley, the horror movie guy shows up. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, the movie's showing. It's the anniversary of her mum's death. And we find out that Camp Bloodbath fans are called Bathematicians. Yes! What does that mean? I made a note of this. It's, as a, well. it's like, they were like, we need a clever pun for the name of the fans, but making a fun on mathematicians <laughs> makes no sense. No. <laughs> It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's Very dumb. Much okay, move on. Um, yeah, so they're going. To, they're going to the movie. Like um, American Horror Story is really bad in this scene. She's like, no, I don't want to get. I that. have to say, like, probably the worst thing they did to American Horror Story is put her in scenes of Arrested Development because she's yeah. good. She's yeah. a good actress. Yes, and she acts circles around. American Horror Story and it's so apparent how bad she is. Everyone is she's next to someone that's so much better than her. Yeah, everyone in this I would go as far as far as to say everyone in this movie is a better actress than American oh, Horror yeah. Story. Everyone. Um but yeah, whatever. So they agree somehow. She's like, okay, I guess I'll go. They're going to the um anniversary showing of the movie on her mum's death. Um Nina Dobrev turns up and she's a real bitch. She's a real bitch in like this entire movie for like no real reason. Yeah. I mean, le- okay, we'll jump ahead again. Later we find out there's apparently a reason that she's a real bitch. And it's that her and Max, American Horror Story, used to be best friends before Max's mum died, but it's never hinted no. at. No. There's no lead up to this. Just like around the around midway through the movie, she's like, oh yeah, well we used to be best friends and now you ignore me. But like there's yeah, never it, no, it's no. never referenced, and then no. it's never brought up again after that. No, it's like <laughs> resolved in thirty seconds. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really weird. Um, yeah, but Nina Dobrev's character is a real bitch. Like in this mm-hmm. first scene she's in, she makes two jokes about Adderall abuse and one about mm. anorexia. So edgy, <laughs> so edgy, <laughs> so edgy. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they go into the cinema, the movie starts, and we were talking about this on the way here. That was the moment when I realised that I was like, oh, this movie just wants to be Scream. That's mm. the thing. This is 
Why would you make a parody or a satire of 80s slasher horror when Scream already already exists? (laughs) Because, and this is like one of my biggest issues with this, is one, it's the film that they're in, or Camp Bloodbath, isn't actually like a parody of 80s horror. It's just a really shit Friday the 13th. Yes, because that's what <laughs> Which it is. It's not the same thing as parody. I think they no. think making a shit version of something that's popular mm. is a parody, but it's just a really shitty Friday the 13th. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we have to like use the horror trope to survive. But the only one that keeps getting referenced is when people's tits come out. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, like, you could just watch Scream and, like, take notes and be like, here's the list of tropes we need to follow. <laughs> because there's literally that scene in Scream where the guy is, like, they were watching the movie and he's like, don't do this, don't do that, blah, 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 blah. And they don't use any of those. Well, that's They only I, yeah. use don't get naked, don't have sex. Yeah. That's why I thought it was such a weird choice. Like, they go into the movie and almost immediately the guy with all the horror movie knowledge – I'm going to do air quotes again. No one can see. Dies. I mean, we later find out he wasn't dead. Yeah, which is also we'll which is also we'll fun. Come back, we'll come back. <laughs> but we, they immediately kill him. So it's sort of like, oh, yeah, we're not doing we're not doing Scream where like there's a guy that knows all the tropes. And the, then what the fuck are you doing? No, if I'm not that. <laughs> and uh, also, just like on that, the security in this cinema are terrible. Yeah. Why is someone smoking in the cinema? Why is someone why does someone have booze in the cinema? Like, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> well I have a lot of questions, specifically because how they get into the movie is never explained. No. They just somehow get into the movie. Anyway, we'll just we'll I mean, actually ahead. before we like jump forward though to into yeah. the movie. How fucked up is it to ask someone to go see a movie where their mother gets brutally murdered on the anniversary of her mother's real-life death? Yeah, no, we should talk about this because it – I don't know. It's just like – Because the whole premise of the movie is based on this. Yeah. And it's really fucked up. Yeah, and it's bizarre that – I mean, the whole point where she agrees – it's fucked up that they're doing it in the first place, but then the whole point where she agrees that she's like, okay, yeah, I will go see the movie is just glossed over. Yeah, it's like so someone will do her assignments or something. Yeah, which is a is a weak ass excuse to then go see a your movie that your mother gets murdered exactly. in on the anniversary of her death. Yeah, yeah. that's traumatic as <laughs> yeah, that's a lifetime worth of therapy bills. Which is like, just do your assignments, babe. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just do your homework. It's fine. Um, cool. Yeah, so they get into they get into the movie. It takes them a while, as you would expect, to work out that they're trapped in the movie. I guess they just land in the forest. Eventually they work out that every 92 minutes, which I'm guessing is the length of the movie, the characters yeah, from the movie yeah. drive past. Um, actually, I had a question about that too, though. Yeah. Because uh, in when they're in the movie, it yeah. goes from day to night. But when they're sitting there for 92 hours or 92 minutes, it doesn't go from day to night. It just stays day. Mm. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's a, that's a good error. point. Yeah, like a uh, logic flaw. <laughs> oh, that is the that is the least of this movie's <laughs> to be honest, though. Um, yeah, so they're in the movie. Um, eventually the horror movie guy's like, let's just go with it. Let's go with them, go to the camp. And so they get in the, in the van on the way to camp and they meet Max's mum, who is not her mum. It's the character in the movie. Yeah. Um, and no one says anything or tries to comfort Max in any way. No. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't care. They just don't care. They just ignore the fact that this is happening. But, like, that's on that thing again, like, earlier in the film, someone says, isn't it kind of cool that we get to honour her memory this way? Oh, By what? watching her get murdered! Oh. <laughs> She's dead. Like, yes. <laughs> and, but no one else acknowledges that this is, this would even be weird for her, that they're no. now sitting in a van with her dead mum. Everyone's just like, cool. 
We're in a movie now. We're in a movie, I guess. We go. We're going to the camp from the movie, and we're going to use horror movies knowledge to decide what they do because this movie really wants to be screen. But then, like I mentioned before, he like immediately dies. So what's the mm-hmm. point? In the world of the camp, Max has a conversation with Nancy, her mum's character, and she's like, "Oh, I can't let her bone Adam." Divine from Workaholics or else she'll die. No, who's literally playing his character from Workaholics, by the way. Yeah, I had a note about that. I was so weird. I was like, this is the person we're choosing to play. Exactly. A hot jock. Also, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's very like uh, current millennial humor. It's not, he's not an 80s jock. He's not an 80s character. No. No. And isn't there something weirdly Freudian about her talking to her own mother? about not losing her virginity to Adam Devine. Yeah. yeah. It was very bizarre. <laughs> I found um, that uncomfortable. Wait. Let's just cut, let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> they decide based on horror movie guys knowledge that they're going to stick with Paula, the final girl from the movie, and that's how they're yeah. going to survive. We see Paula arrive. My question for you is is Paula even a good final girl? No. She, that's what I thought. She doesn't fit the description we get later Absolutely in the movie not. at all. Mm. So, like, you two, the, the two that I immediately think of, and I think of the final girl, the yeah. most iconic, is Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Yeah. And Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Who are quite different. Jamie Lee Curtis is a more, like, passive protagonist who does a lot of, like, Screaming and running away. Hmm. Uh, whereas Nancy, I don't know the actress's name, if someone wants to look it up, but Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street is like more proactive, but is still like the brunette smart virgin in comparison to the other women in the film. Yeah, and that's why I was so confused because Paula shows up and she seems like a badass. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, the final girl does not become, oh, what's her name? Is that it there? Mm-hmm. Hella. Ooh. <laughs> La- Landing Camp? Landing Camp? Sure. Sure. I don't know. Nancy in Nancy Night- from Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like she's only in those films. Yeah. I don't know what else she's in. <laughs> I was actually watching that film the other day and it still has in like a modern setting its issues. But as far as like final girls go, she's like pretty like proactive um, and intelligent and actually like it's solved the issue of the film and defeats the bad guy with her own positive uh, traits. Whereas um, someone like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, it's a lot of like screaming and crying and running away until eventually she defeats the bad guy. I don't even remember exactly how that ends, but, but the point is no final girl is a badass from the beginning. No, yeah, like and it, they're they're the more timid, quiet in the group. There's usually like like if you see a film that actually does it well, it's Cabin in the Woods, mm. where there's the the slutty friend and then the more she's not a virgin, but she's the virginal archetype. But then not they're, they're the more innocent, quiet character in the film until it comes time for them to have to take on this role of the badass because all their friends are dead. Yeah. No. And it, they're forced into it to survive. It's not a part of their character when they arrive in No, the she rolls into camp and she's immediately the coolest character yeah, in which the is movie, just not which makes real. Obviously, you have a far greater knowledge of horror movie tropes than I do, but I was like, this doesn't seem right. No, I've never, literally, never seen that in a horror movie in my life. And again, Scream. Um, what's the main character of Scream? What Sydney? Sydney, Sydney yeah. in Scream is again more of a Nancy, very yeah. intelligent, very like yeah. on the ball, but, but not also like a pretty like a prim and proper like yeah. A wholesome character yeah. who becomes a badass later in the film. Yeah, because of circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. Which also, like a lot of things in this movie, seemed very convenient because, as we know, Max ultimately ends up being the final girl once they fuck the movie up. Yeah. So are we to just assume that Camp Bloodbath, in its, the way it existed prior to them entering it, was a bad movie? Well, that's – I mean – 
The thing is, they talk about it as if it's a bad movie that became a cult classic. Yeah. Yeah. But I also get the impression it's supposed to be Friday the 13th. Exactly. Because we haven't... Good movie. Yeah, we haven't touched on him, but... And also, like, I mean, the thing about Friday the 13th is the franchise is about Jason. Yeah. But the first movie is not about Jason. Exactly. And we haven't touched on him yet, but Billy Murphy, the villain of Camp Bloodbath, is basically really Jason. Shitty CGI <laughs> yes. It's awful. But he basically just is Jason. Yeah. <laughs> literally he's Jason. He's literally he's Jason. <laughs> Weird choices. Um, yeah, so like we mentioned before, circle back. Max succeeds. She stops her mum from having sex with Adam Divide. Like, good for yeah. her, I guess. I mean, yeah, good. Um, but, but then, then her mum goes on and tells the Billy Murphy legend. But back at the screening of the mer- of the movie, we saw her tell the Billy. We also saw Nancy, the character played by her mum, tell the Billy Murphy legend. But that would have had to happen before she had sex with Adam Devine. Because I didn't even know she was dead. Whoa, I did not even notice that part. Because so the timeline they've gone into is not the same timeline from the movie. No. I mean they I guess to- the the fail safe on that is like, well, we ended the movie and we fucked it up. We so fucked up the, the continuity. But it does just feel like a continuity error. Yeah. To me. It does. I mean, but they do they do have that excuse to fall back on, I guess. I mean, so that's convenient. I didn't even realise, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just awful. Um, cool. So speaking of the flashback. Yeah. Max and her friends can go into the flashback. Yeah, but the, but the characters can't. But then later, does her mum go into the flashback? That's exactly them? what I was going to say. Later on, they then use the flashback to trap Billy Murphy, and her mum, Nancy, her mum's character, can also go into it with them. But previously, she couldn't. But also, because they're all freaked out after the flashback, and they did they see it? Also, it's confusing. Yeah, it's it is it's not explained at all. It's muddy. And like, like I'm all, like, I'm all, I'm here for inverting tropes and like commenting on them and stuff. But there has to be rules. There, there has, has to be rules of the world. That's a big problem with the movie in general is that the rules of the world are not clear. No, not at all. It's not clear and how they got into why, the movie. That's why Scream works so much better. Is because Scream is set in reality. Sure with a villain that's following these tropes from horror films and the characters are able to figure that out. But if you were literally thrown into a movie, how would you possibly figure out how to escape that? And the fact that they're like, oh, survival of the final girl will get out. It's like, one, it's too convenient that they just figure that well, out Well, so it's quickly. very convenient. And, and also... Two, it's not, there's no way to confirm that that's the correct way to go about things. I'm not sure why you would even think it is the correct way because surely everyone else who is already a character in the movie is around the final girl for, like, the entire movie and they yeah. still die. True. That's true. <laughs> this movie's really dumb, guys. It's so, so dumb. dumb. <laughs> um, it's yeah. Dumb, yeah. <laughs> I, think we need, I think we need to address, though, that, like, the entire first act is basically just people talking. It's not scary. There's no... No, like... And I know I keep talking about Scream, but it's the but easiest, Scream it's the so easiest good. reference point. Scream is still scary. Yeah, 100%. And, like, Scream is so brilliant because it's literally Wes Anderson, not Wes Anderson, Wes Craven. <laughs> Wes Craven. Where, I don't think it's about horror movies. <laughs> Wes Craven is literally taking the piss out of the genre that he established because he yeah. knows it so well. Yeah, exactly. And even... I remember seeing Scream 4 a couple of years ago. Yeah, I saw Scream 4 scary. in the cinema. Still good. Still scary. Still good. Ugh. One, two, good. Three, <laughs> bad. We won't talk about it. Four, also good. Also good. Um, yeah, so we've got onto that. Like, a lot of the second act is just people talking while they're trying to figure it's out what talking, to do. And it's, like, relationship drama between, like, oh. Max and her mum. Yeah, which she, like, reveals. So weird, because I guess I might as well just get onto this. This movie has some pretty horrifying implications because it seems to imply that every fictional universe, the characters are living full lives before we see them, like independent of the actors that play them in movies. It's really weird because Nancy, her mum's character, talks about like 
her life back home and like dreams she has for the future and stuff. But, but is that just the character in the film has those memories, but they didn't actually live those things? I don't know. But it's not clear because the rules of the world aren't clear. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It like nothing about this movie and how it works is clear because the time is not taken to set these things up properly. And I think, and I wrote this down, like one clear signifier of that the rules of this world aren't clear is when uh, Silicon Valley yeah. returns and is like, I'm not actually dead. We're skipping forward a little. Yeah, but, yeah, how, but did, how did that happen? But is it he didn't die because the wound wasn't severe enough or he didn't die because they can't die in the film? Well, this is the thing because the other two didn't die either who were crushed by the bookcase. But then he dies again because he gets hit by the car. It's confusing. Oh, yeah. It is. It's confusing. The rules of the world don't make sense. But then he also doesn't die again. Yeah, because he comes back at the end. He comes back at the end. But no one dies at the end. No either. one dies at the end. Um, that's right. So that's horrifying. Anything you, anytime you have to think about that. But also horrifying, basically when they come up with their grand plan, they're going to trap Billy Murphy. Their plan is to use the dumb slutty girl as bait. Mm. Yeah. That's horrifying as well. I mean, she's the ultimate two-dimensional character in the film. Yes. Which, I mean, on one hand, you could be like, well, that's what the 80s were like. But on the other hand, were they? And also, if I may, isn't there a section where they put her in oven gloves and a life safety vest to protect her from taking her clothes off? Because But they leave her sort of, you know, her... Private area, completely exposed, which is controversial, I feel. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, not to be crude, but there wasn't really any vag in the old 80s movies. It was all boobs. That is true. This is true. <laughs> it's all about the tits in the 80s slasher film, M. Yeah. Okay, I've been educated. I'm sorry educated. to offend your sensitive <laughs> My uh, English British abilities. <laughs> but it's all about tits. Oh, yeah. Good because I think that's the difference, though, between, like, an MA rating and an R rating. Mm, sure. It's just hits in your badge. <laughs> yeah, not to get political about it, but, like, you can have a dick, but you can't have a badge. There we go. And as we've already established, they are playing it safe. <laughs> they are playing it so safe. There's, like, no blood in this movie. Um, yeah. Which is, honestly, though, probably the only thing that could have saved it was like really fun really death good scenes. Mm. And the oh, because you can save a really shitty horror movie if the deaths are fun. Sure. And no. gory and exciting and original. They're not fun, they're, they're just plot- confusing. Mm. It's because people keep going to see Saw and they keep going to see Hostel because they want to see different fun fucked up ways that people can die. Mm. So you can definitely save a horror film with interesting death. Not, like, from a story perspective, but from, like, an audience perspective. But this one doesn't even have that to go for. No, it doesn't. Um, So we might as well skip ahead to, in the big confrontation sequence, they come up with the plan once they realise Silicon Valley is still alive. So they're like... like, Let's establish before that that workaholics and the final girl have died also in a car accident. Yeah. In a really bad, another bad CGI um, car Another incident. bad death where, once again, I wasn't sure whether it was supposed to be funny. I don't think it is. So the point is Are to establish sure? that the final girl, you know, they had this idea to follow yeah, the final girl. Playing, she's immediately on. dead. Yeah. Game over. And, what are we going to do now? Uh, Adam Devine falls out of the car and snapped in half. That's yeah. right. In bad CGI. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And, um, and Silicon Valley dies then as well because he gets hit by the car. Yeah, because he, he dies comes again. back and he's, I'm still alive, and he gets hit by the car and dies again, which is where the rules of the world become so muddy. So confusing. Yeah. So they then press on without him. They have their big confrontation sequence. They're using slutty girl as bait. They're going to, like, trap Billy. Where they now suddenly want to have rules of the world? Ah, uh, I just have to say also, in that sequence where they're talking about they have to find a virgin to be the final girl. Yeah. yeah. And maybe from Arrested Development, it's so randomly like, oh yeah, the guy I lost my virginity to was autistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's very strange. Very flippant. Yeah. It's a very, it's a weird flippant, like why it's not, um, it's not necessary. Mm. I think it's probably just supposed to be another like weird edgy joke, like yeah. the Nina DeGrave edgy jokes from beforehand. That's she, why, like, is it supposed to be a joke or is yeah. it? Yeah. Like she also has one where I skipped over where I wrote before, where I wrote down, oh, apparently she's also racist now. Yeah, I love when they her, first, but what's her character? Yeah, when they mm. first when they first get there, um, and um, someone's like, "Is this oh, heaven?" Yeah, and then Nina Dobrev's like, "Ah, oh, no, it can't be heaven because whichever character it is is here and she's Max. Jewish." Yeah, yeah. Whoa, so, yeah, yeah, true. Um, so there's just like weird edgy jokes that don't land no. at all. Also, the part where <laughs> Max's mother in the film universe gosh that's confusing she meets the the other character and she's like wow your hair is bitching i'm sorry but i object to any use of bitching that is not used in the stranger stranger things universe can i just be clear i mean it's it's an 80s slang isn't it i guess i guess so if it's used in stranger things maybe i also saw it used once in drag race where they did an 80s parody they used bitching That I would be okay with, I feel. Um, <laughs> my only real point of reference is Bart Simpson going down the water slide. <laughs> <laughs> so niche. Uh, um, yeah, so then suddenly in their big um, Billy Murphy confrontation sequence, they suddenly have to. They suddenly want to have rules. Everything falls apart because someone moves too fast or yeah. whatever. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, don't worry that nothing makes sense. There's rules of the world now. Well, this is like the midpoint, right? This is around... The midpoint, maybe nearly. I didn't notice, um, like watching the film, that it really does fall on that. Like fifteen minutes in is that your inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half hour in is your first act turn. Your midpoints are right in the middle. Yeah. Because I think the second act turn is um, when her friends like sacrifice themselves and yeah. he yeah. survives. I think it's the second act turn, and then the third act is. The rest, obviously. Sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, um, but the battle with him is like the midpoint, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, the midpoint's when they decide to tell everybody about Billy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That he exists. And then they the have rest. sort of what I'm talking about, which is the big sequence, like yeah. in the house where they're like, we're going to sweep yeah. the totem pole yeah. down. I mean, yeah. they managed to get him stuck on the thing. And yeah. then it's like there's that little hint of like legit horror satire where he completely survives that well that i didn't so much have a problem with because i feel like that is pretty true to the genre like yeah they do absolutely, always, absolutely yeah. true to the genre yeah. which is like it's just that hint in the middle of like oh yeah like they know what they're doing yeah but also they don't no it's so weird um and i also just wanted to touch on why do they care so much about keeping Nancy, the mum's character, alive in the movie? Because Nancy, the character, isn't Max's mum. She's a character. And there's not, not going to be any real consequences to it. Like, it's not like Max will never be do, born if she dies. Do they establish before that scene, though, that Max wants to try and bring the mum, who's the character, but her mum, back to reality with her? No, I don't that think before they... before that? I don't think... Do they ever state that outright? I don't think they say outright, but I feel like it's implied. It's kind of implied. I feel like it's implied that's her intention, but perhaps it's not clear enough. Okay. Well, yeah, it's interesting you said that because that wasn't really clear to me at all. I was sort of like, why are they doing this? Because it's not like Max will never be born if she dies or that her mum will come back to life. Although it relates back to again what you were saying earlier, that no one else in the film is concerned for Max interacting with her her mum. No, no one even brings no it up. No one even brings it up. But it's like they all have this weird underlying understanding that they're going to keep her alive. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. It's completely bizarre. So bizarre. So why don't we jump ahead then to battling Billy, the whole big thing. Yeah. Because of it. Um, Max goes into the haunted house and she apparently grows an extra hand <laughs> in one scene. Did you notice this? She's holding the machete she picks up a lantern when she goes in the haunted house and then she knocks something over and we see her catch it. No. <laughs> Great call. Great call. I did not notice. I was too like, just like dealing with like one that we're bringing back again. 
that the only cliche they seem to have with all like face <laughs> is like someone gets their tits out. Yeah. Which has her mother slash the, the character that is her mother goes out and gets doesn't even take a tits out, she gets a bra out. Yeah, exactly. No one no one ever actually gets so, their tits out. Uh, I'm honestly like Jason Voorhees would not show up for some tits in a bra. Like, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Although, um, I feel like now I have seen The Way I Want to Go Out and that's doing a sad strip tease to Betty Davis. is Betty Davis Eyes like uh, it's such a good song it's a great it song it's it a banger I wish it. this movie had a better 80s soundtrack though mm, fair like it's <laughs> they could have played that up so more sure, so yeah. much more but yeah so her mum grows out and they play up on the same single stereotype from 80s slasher films they just keep using over and over again so it's that cardinal sin of the repeated beat. And then the, she dies, which leaves Max, Max as the, the final girl. girl. And then we get more bad CGI. Yeah, Max suddenly has sick machete-wielding skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I feel like – I think the implication is that she's blessed with the power of being a final girl. Okay, cool. I think that's I the, accept that. I think that's the idea that the film was trying to put across. Yeah. But I can also understand – why you would think that was confusing. Yeah. So she beats him, obviously, because she's a final girl. And, and there's like, no blood still. There's though. no blood still. She cuts apparently, his head off. There's no blood. <laughs> and apparently, like, as we find out at the end, none of the characters that came into the movie can apparently die in this movie because they don't actually exist. No. Um, so the credits roll in the sky like it's some kind of reverse Star Wars. And I wrote, <laughs> this was the only time I laughed. <laughs> I mean, movie. isn't that the biggest thing about the film, though? It's a comedy, but it's not funny. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the biggest problem. The, the other note I made was that she was weirdly in the mood to snog Josh Hutchison lookalike just oh, after yes. watching her mother die for the second mm. time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a very swift yeah. tonal shift Oh, it's there. totally, it's totally it. a bizarre thing. And then, <laughs> if we want to, like, summarise with, like, the ending, yeah, which is they think they've survived, but then realize they're in the sequel, and they have to also Come combine bloodbath too, yeah, bloodbath too. <laughs> but she immediately goes into what's it? Oh, was it Max, yeah, Max immediately is like a badass, yes. But if they had to survive the movie again, everyone has to die first again. Right. For her yeah. to then be the final girl and beat him again. Yes, exactly. She can't be I... imme- like she can't be immediately a badass final girl. Like it doesn't make no. Any- it doesn't match up with the rules of the world that they've vaguely established. Yeah, no. If all of her friends died in the first movie and that's what made her the final girl, you're right. They can't just be alive again. That doesn't no. Make well, sense. I mean, they can be alive again, but she can't beat him without them dying again first. No. Did Camp Bloodbath two ever? Is that canonical? Did that ever exist? Because yeah, they're no, not... they mentioned it earlier, I think. But they're not characters from the Camp Bloodbath universe. No, true. Oh my god, oh, it so makes, makes no sense. It makes so many so sense. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. My note was like, this movie ends with them in the sequel, so I guess that's fine. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Cue the bloopers. Basically. Yeah, literally yeah. cue the bloopers. <laughs> cue like, the bloopers, like a hundred Adam Devine bloopers. Yes. That's I mean, bless all him. Bless him. Like, he gave it his all. <laughs> I just want to reiterate again that Adam Devine's character in this film is not an 80s jock. No, it's he's not. Adam Devine. He's, he's, Ad- he's, he's his workaholic character. Yeah. Mm, sure. And I guess Which my- was not existed in the 80s. Like- <laughs> yeah, no. No, it didn't. No. And I guess my final note is a better version of this movie is the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror segment where Bart and Lisa get sucked into Itchy and Scratchy. It has better continuity. <laughs> Was the last thing I wrote. So you aren't wrong. I'm not wrong. That's basically how I feel. Like they could have done something. I mean, when I saw the trailer before it came out, yeah, I was excited because sure. I literally wrote part of my honors thesis on the concept of the final girl. And then was like, yeah, fuck yeah, someone made a movie about this, like, academic horror concept. They didn't know. No, they didn't. <laughs> they absolutely didn't. 
And I would say, one, watch Scream, watch Cabin in the Woods, and watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And those are your three good horror satires that mm. I would recommend. That is fantastic. You took care of the next segment for me, which is what's a good movie? <laughs> I mean, um, those are three good movies. Those are three good movies. I mean, watch segment. Scream 1 and 2, skip 3, then watch 4. Yeah. <laughs> they will wash the terrible taste of this movie out of your mouth. <laughs> and every, whenever for. anyone finds out, but finds out that I'm into horror movies, they always ask me about Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. So, like, watch that. Cool. But also, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is so funny. Mm. Absolutely watch that. Well, I've never seen it, so. I no, highly I recommend no, I absolutely watch that. Okay. So, the second last thing I have to do is decide, as the title suggests, is this the worst thing I've ever seen? Asterisk. I've decided when I answer this question, it can only be movies that I've watched <laughs> as part of the podcast. Right. So at the moment, yeah, it is. You've won. Yeah. Congratulations. 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 We may be knocked you may be knocked out next week. <laughs> um, but for the moment you're winning. It's a strong Yay. contender. It's a strong um, contender. So Sam, the last thing I'm gonna ask you to do is on my Spotify, I've started a playlist called The Worst Thing I've Ever Seen. And I would like you to choose a song to go on it. Obviously, in honor of this movie, the first song I've put on there is Betty Davis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, if you have a song you would like to add, I will put it on there now. I mean, I guess add uh, Hey Mickey. Surely. Sure. That can yeah. be one. Which okay. is an iconic uh, song from my childhood. <laughs> sure. However, that little sort of three note uh, ditty they play every time the, the Billy character is on screen. Yeah. It's quite catchy. I do I quite mean, enjoy that. Not to go back to the movie, but that's like a cool idea. Yeah. Like every time yeah. the character is coming, they hear the soundtrack. Coda. They hear his soundtrack like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Maybe pop that in. But I don't sure. know that you could. <laughs> if that's on Just Spo- if, if that's on Spotify, I'll give it a go. Everything's on but Spotify. But I reckon for the moment, hey Mickey, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a solid podcast. It's a solid playlist rather. I'm two songs. So yeah. Um look, once we've <laughs> done a few more episodes, there's a couple more songs on there. Once we get to about six to ten songs, it's gonna be pretty bangers. Yeah. Sick. Can't wait. Okay, so Sam, thanks for being the first person. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. for being the first person. I'm so yeah. sorry if this was the worst podcast ever. Not it's um, not. I've heard worse. <laughs> um, and solid pick. I'll come back yeah. for another worst. Pick. Oh, for oh, sure. Um, yeah, I'm just thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to seeing where we go.